Welcome to Conversation Mill. Join me as I talk to individuals stepping out to pursue their passions, from small business owners to community leaders, and learn with me how we can work together to support our local communities and local economies. Visit conversationmill.com to learn more, but now please join us in conversation. Christmas and holiday traditions are varied and many. Within every family, the traditions are tweaked and aspects of the traditions are added and removed. One tradition we had when my brother and I were young was making snowflakes from blue and white construction paper and hanging them from the beam that ran from our dining room to the living room. That was just one aspect of our family's tradition. I developed a love for Christmas. Winter sports like snowboarding and snowmobiling, I crashed a few in my day, and the holiday as a whole. I like the music, the snow, the tree, the decorations, and of course the food. My dad's parents were from Germany and brought their cultural traditions with them. I wanted to learn more about these traditions that they brought with them and get to know the German cultural holiday traditions better. One of my favorite Christmas memories is how my Omi, my dad's mother, would always include a chocolate orange in the gifts she gave to me. For me, the Christmas season is not complete without indulging in a chocolate orange. Oranges have played a role in Christmas in Germany and in the U.S. Oranges as gifts left on St. Nicholas Day symbolize gold balls that were storied to be given by St. Nicholas. In the U.S. during the Great Depression, with families barely scraping by, oranges were a luxury Christmas gift to be found in Christmas stockings. Half of my mother's family is from Croatia, and I have never dug into Croatian history to the extent that I have my German history. So in this bonus holiday episode, we will look at some of the aspects of German holiday traditions, learning more about some of the familiar characters, as well as learning about an aspect of Croatian Christmas tradition that I was completely unfamiliar with. Let's start with a walk through the Weihnachtsmarkt, where we will find some of the holiday favorites of German Christmas. Glühwein, translated as glowing wine, is Christmas in a cup. Served warm, it's perfect for a chilly stroll around the market. And to pair with our Glühwein, Stolen is a holiday bread famous around the world, full of nuts and fruit covered in powdered sugar. Playing throughout the market might be some of my favorite German-language holiday songs, O Tannenbaum or Stille Nacht. O Tannenbaum celebrates the Christmas tree, but tree decorating is a relatively new tradition at only 400 years old. It has, however, become a staple for most families, whether the tree is decorated at the beginning of the holiday season or if the tree is not decorated until Christmas Eve. Many families wait for the Christkind, the Christ child, to decorate the tree on Christmas Eve. And a holiday season just is not complete for me without hearing that song, O Tannenbaum. I'll provide links in the show notes to O Tannenbaum and the German language Silent Night, Stille Nacht. The version of Stille Nacht you will find in the show notes is from 1911 and worth listening to if only to hear the quality of those early recordings. Leaving the Vinox marked, you might pick up an advent wreath, often used until the Christmas tree is decorated on Christmas Eve. 
The Advent wreath has four candles, one lit each of the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Families gather and light a candle and set aside time to spend together or sing Christmas carols to reflect on the season. St. Nicholas Day, December 6th, holds a special place in German tradition and is the second most important day next to Christmas Eve when the Christkind comes. St. Nicholas in Germany and other European countries is based on the man. Born in the 3rd century in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, St. Nicholas was born to wealthy parents that raised him in the Christian faith, but his parents died while he was still young. Nicholas was left with an inheritance that he reportedly gave away to support the poor and needy. Quickly, and as still a young man, he became the Bishop of Myra. As the bishop, he gained a reputation for compassion and helping those in need. Under Roman Emperor Diocletian, Nicholas was persecuted, arrested, and jailed. Eventually, he was released and died December 6th in the year 343 AD. There are many stories about the miracles attributed to St. Nicholas, including calming a storming sea, saving people from starvation during famine, and freeing a boy taken and made to be a slave. This last miracle was said to have happened after St. Nicholas's death. In the Catholic faith, St. Nicholas is the patron saint of ships and sailors, and in the West is known more for being the patron saint of children. The oranges I mentioned earlier, representing gold balls, is attributed to St. Nicholas, as he reportedly gave maidens whose fathers could not afford dowries gold balls. When he threw these gold balls into the maidens' homes, the balls landed in stockings, hence hanging stockings and filling them with treats like oranges. During the Reformation in Germany, an attempt was made to end the practice of honoring saints, and the Christkind replaced St. Nicholas. Protestants celebrated the Christkind who would come Christmas Eve and decorate the tree and leave presents. The Christkind morphed as the tradition was carried to new countries and to the new world, and eventually became Chris Kringle. Regionally, you will see different versions of the Christkind, St. Nicholas, and now the Weinachsmann, a more Father Christmas-type character. But on the eve of St. Nicholas Day, you may not only get a visit from St. Nicholas, but St. Nicholas's scary sidekick, Connect Rubric. Connect Rubric takes along with St. Nick to leave coal or a rod in the boots of bad children. But more frightening than Connect Rubric is Krampus. You may recognize this name as Krampus has become a horror film character. Krampus is popular in southern Bavaria and other eastern European countries. Krampus is half goat, half man, and carries along birch branches to punish naughty children. Krampus's origins are from the Austrian Alps. Krampus has evolved from pagan traditions tied to the winter solstice. The Catholic Church tried unsuccessfully to stomp out Krampus. Krampus gained more of an audience when postcards, Gross vom Krampus, greetings from Krampus, were printed and distributed in the 1890s. While German tradition houses so many characters, different foods, and unforgettable songs, Croatian tradition brings in another revered saint. 90% of Croatians identify as Catholic, 
so it makes sense that Christmas is a favorite holiday. Similar to many German traditions, Christmas Eve is the night that in-home celebrations start. Additionally, similar to German traditions, Advent wreaths and the lighting of the four candles each Sunday leading up to Christmas are practiced in most Croatian homes, with each candle representing a different theme. Hope, peace, joy, and love. However, unlike Germany's focus on St. Nicholas Day, Croatians celebrate and give gifts on St. Lucia's Day. December 13 is the Feast of St. Lucy. St. Lucy of Syracuse was a martyr in the Middle Ages. St. Lucy had vowed to remain a virgin from a young age. However, her mother still arranged a marriage for her. But before she could marry, Lucy's mother got sick and they went to visit the tomb of St. Agatha. While there, Lucy's mother made a miraculous recovery. This experience turned her mother into a devout Christian, and she permitted Lucy to break her engagement. Lucy's former fiancé was not pleased, to say the least. And while Lucy and her mother established a home for the sick and poor, collecting food and attending to them, he was figuring out how Lucy should pay for the broken engagement. He informed the local prefect or magistrate about the broken engagement, and the magistrate determined that Lucy should be forced into a brothel. Finally, they came for Lucy, but when they tried to move her, she could not be moved. They used a bullock cart, they called in a wizard, they lit a bonfire around her and poured hot oil, and still nothing could move Lucy. Frustrated, the locals pierced her neck with a sword. Lucy continued praying. She eventually died on December 13, 305 AD, after taking communion. St. Lucy is now held as the saint of the poor, blind, of sick children, of repentant harlots, and many more. She is prayed to to keep away eye disease and blindness. On St. Lucia Day, wheat is sown as a symbol of new life. In some regions, there is also a custom related to St. Lucy that would remind us of our Halloween. Pumpkins are carved with eyes, nose, and mouth and lit from the inside, used to scare children with Lucy is coming. And Lucy does come on December 13th, bringing small gifts. In Croatia, Christmas Eve is a fasting day with light dishes served. So Christmas Day feasting brings a full, rich table. Christmas Day feasts include one or more of the following. Roasted turkey, duck, and goose, often served with sarma, which is cabbage rolls filled with rice and pork. Desserts include poppy seed rolls, sweet walnut rolls, vanilla crescents, and crisp vanilla wing biscuits. I plan on incorporating St. Nicholas Day and St. Lucy Day into my holiday traditions this year. And there will certainly be a chocolate orange and perhaps a poppy seed treat of some kind. Researching this and seeing that a poppy seed roll is a popular holiday flavor in Croatia finally connected the dots for me as to why I love poppy seeds so much. Whatever your traditions, I wish all our listeners a wonderful holiday season, full of love, laughter, and peace. I cannot wait to share season two of the podcast with you. I will be in conversation with community leaders, historians, and small business owners of the Hawaiian Islands. 
Thank you for listening and all your support throughout this first season. If there are guests you would like to hear from, please email me at chat at conversationmill.com. Until next season, I wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Bountiful New Year. Thank you for being a listener of Conversation Mill. The podcast is growing, but we need your continued support in the form of comments, likes, and subscriptions. If you've enjoyed even one episode, please take two minutes to comment under the episode or the podcast itself, or rate the podcast. Hitting the subscribe button wherever you listen to the podcast helps tremendously. Every like and subscribe helps me support local businesses and local nonprofits by giving them a platform to tell their stories. Together, we can foster the understanding, diversity, and economies that make our individual communities flourish while creating our own community here at Conversation Mill. Also, you can join us at conversationmill.substack.com where you can become a member and receive weekly member-only content, including member-only episodes. I look forward to sharing a new conversation with you next week. And as always, thank you for your support.